and there is no magic drug, herb, vitamin, or oil that can take the place of lifestyle. Today I have with me LaDonna Beals. She is a personal friend of mine and has been a huge influence on my life. Um, she is a prayer warrior and I know she has been on her knees for me and my family at different points. And um, I personally, like my own health story is hugely impacted by her and, and um, her help. And so I am honored to have her here today with me. Um, I am gonna ask her to share some of her um, experiences and kind of her why, why she has chosen this drastic um, lifestyle that is so foreign to some of us. And um, I'm just, I'm welcoming her and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for what having me. Yes. What's something that that you would like to share with with people about your story? Well, the saddest part of my story is that I was told 20 years before I made the change that if I would make the change, my health would be better. And I was looking for the magic bullet. I kept I did herbs, I did massage, I did chiropractic. I did all the stuff trying not to have to change my lifestyle. And as a result, my children were raised with me fleeing from the truth, with me not willing to make the change for me. So therefore, I fed them the way I wanted to eat, which led me to more and more sickness. And so to me, that was a sad a part of it. One thing for sure, though, when I did make the change and I did change my whole lifestyle and the way I ate and how I reacted to things, um, my kids, who by then were late teens to in their 20s, um, were very immediately impressed with the, you know, with the change in me. Uh, they saw it. They went from a mother who was almost bedridden to a mother who was up and going. They went from a mother who could hardly drive the 45 minutes to Walmart from our old house out in the country to a mother who could get in the car and drive to the airport, get on a plane, park my car, get on a plane and go somewhere. So I guess there's good and bad. The bad is, is that all of them have varying degrees of health issues from my neglect of doing right when they were younger. Um, but the good is, is that as adults, they're now making choices and they're not ignorant because they watched me go downhill and they watched me go back up and get healthy. So um, that's, that's something that needs to be said when we're talking about a lifestyle of autoimmune chronic illness, just, we have to know that we have the power in our hands to do what we need to do to be well, or we can choose to stay sick and we can choose to um, be weak. And um, one of the things that impressed me, Jessica, is that I went to a 90th birthday party one time 
and there was a lady there who had planned this huge 90th birthday party for her grandmother and she didn't eat the cake or drink the punch and I had known her for a while and I said you're not even going to have a piece of cake or a cup of punch at your grandmother's 90th birthday and she said nope and I said, don't you miss eating like everybody else? And she said, I'll tell you what I don't miss. I don't miss the pain I used to have when I ate that way. Mm -hmm. She said, I feel good now and I want to keep feeling good. Well, exactly. And, and I know, um, and I know no one means it, you know, in a derogatory way, but um, I think it was Christmas this year. Um, I would have just had um, Charlie and we were, at Christmas and everyone was eating the Christmas treats and everything. And I was dipping cauliflower and broccoli and ranch. And, you know, that was my, <laughs> that was my appetizer and everyone else is, is loading up on the crackers and everything. And, and someone mentioned to me, they were like, well, the weight is gone. Can't you just, you know, like, why can't you just do it? And I really had a struggle because I know they weren't like judging me, but it almost felt like they were uncomfortable. Like I needed to eat that to make them feel comfortable. And yes. it was an interesting position to be put in because I was pretty firm in my conviction of, no, I just can't have those. Like this is my, <laughs> I can't ever have them. But most people don't see it as a lifestyle of health they see it as like you said the quick pill it's the well now your goal is accomplished your weight is gone and i didn't even start this because of weight <laughs> that was right. the secondary issue that was the bonus so mm -hmm. um that's exactly right and you know i didn't do it for weight and to be honest with you jessica i only lost like 30 pounds i wasn't highly overweight i had chronic inflammation mm -hmm. to the point that I was beginning to have frozen shoulders so I couldn't it was hard to drive even a few blocks without having pain because I couldn't raise my arms up adequately to do that so um, what I lost more of was inches because mm -hmm. strangely enough the American lifestyle even if you're a person who's not prone to heaviness the modern American lifestyle, the standard American diet, it goes to your gut. Mm -hmm. And so what I had was I wore, I had to wear loose clothes because that only lost like 30, 35 pounds. It wasn't a huge amount of weight to lose, but I had this big belly and uh, large belly and hips kind of, mm -hmm. but mostly the belly. And um, you know, that's why Dr. Davis, William Davis, the cardiologist when he wrote his book he named it wheat belly why because so many people eat so many grains and starches that it all goes to their belly and you can see really skinny people really skinny people who have no extra weight at all but they got this pooch in the front mm -hmm. um i've got some of those in my family who are very genetically thin thin struggle to keep enough weight on but they eat so many grains they have a big poochy belly yeah and we're told we need to do crunches and all that to try to get rid of our belly but it's you can't out exercise a poor diet no you really can't and uh dr davis says that 
in his book. And uh, for those that are listening to this, I highly recommend if you're on Facebook to go click like on the wheat belly page mm -hmm. and start watching the testimonies of people who've lost not just massive weight, but most of them when they change from the standard American diet to eating more fresh fruits, vegetables, healthy meats, and they cut out the grains and sugars and starchy foods, immediately they lose inches like crazy, lots of inches. Okay, inches are not just from losing weight. Mm -hmm. The inches are also from losing inflammation. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned in my last episode, um, prior to children, whenever I was running like 10 miles a day and starving, I mean, quite literally starving myself, um, in college trying to be thin because that number on the scale was what mattered. Um, mm. I was 175 pounds and in a size 10, oh my. um, which I'm 5'10". I mean, I should have been a rail thin mm. and now living the lifestyle that I'm living, I am just a little bit more than that. I mean, within two or three pounds of, of that weight and I'm in a size six. Wow. And this is after having three babies. I mean, aren't you supposed to have the hips that, you know, like I'm supposed to have a bigger, <laughs> a bigger right. now. And so to me, that is a phenomenon that I still sometimes don't have my mind wrapped around because it exactly. was the inflammation. It was something that dieting and the, I'm using air quotes here, wouldn't have fixed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so... And you know, Jess, what worries me the most about people who are struggling to find a way to do it without eating healthy is they end up malnourished. Mm -hmm. I mean, are you aware that the majority of people who are overweight or who suffer from chronic inflammation are malnourished? You know why? Because grains and sugar, grains are hard to digest. Sugar causes fermentation in the gut. So I'm not sure you can take enough probiotics even to get rid of that bacterial wasteland that we call our gut these days. And the sad part is, is that um, when I scan people with the Zytoscan, for instance, I find signs that they're mineral deficient, vitamin deficient, and yet they're you know, I've got some people in my acquaintance that are very heavy, almost morbidly obese, and they show complete signs of malnutrition. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Your body can't absorb anything when you have all that inflammation in there and that bad bacteria in your gut. Mm -hmm. And I personally gave up wheat pretty easily. That wasn't so bad for me. But my family, I grew up in Texas. We're big corn tortilla eaters. Corn chips, um, corn tortilla chips, and corn tortillas like you make tacos with, uh, and enchiladas and all that stuff. I never was a flour tortilla person. I was a corn tortilla person. So I gave up the wheat pretty easily and gave up pretty much everything else starchy, easy. But I was hanging on to my corn chips, mm -hmm. and I paid big bucks to go to a clinic in Ecuador about five years ago, six years ago, whatever. I'm not sure the exact time, but anyway, I did it and um, had to be six years ago because I wasn't 
a, a diamond with Young Living yet when that happened. And I went and the doctor down there told me, she said, they did blood tests and stuff on me. And she said, my gut was a bacterial wasteland. And I said, I've been off wheat for four years. How can I, you know, I'm, I'm off wheat. I don't eat rice. I don't eat grains, uh, oats, all that stuff. And she said, what do you eat? And I said, well, the only grain that I was still hanging on to was corn chips, like organic blue corn chips. And I'd gone a couple of years without them. And then when I found out those were organic, not genetically modified, I thought, well, that can't be that bad. And she said, don't you know, corn is just as hard to digest as wheat. Mm-hmm. And it's causing you to have a gut bacteria mess. So I got off those and, you know, had a lot of good response in my body from that. Lost, actually lost another inch in the waist. Didn't lose any weight, but I lost it because I'm not a big eater. But I lost an inch in the waist just from getting off those corn chips. Now, what does that tell you? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That just those corn chips were not digesting, so it was sitting in my gut. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know I, I do the same thing. I mean, I have tried so hard. I mean, I cut out, you know, when I did it, you know, of course, you know, whenever I had my big dramatic thing, you were one of the first people I called and I was like, all right, LaDonna, they're telling me I've got to do this. And I've been listening to you for six years now. (laughs) Um, Tell me what I'm supposed to do. So I'm so thankful that I had, you know, you and I have a, a nutritionist friend also who subscribes to a lot of the same lifestyle and I literally at one point I had like Facebook messenger up and I had like you on one and her on the other and you guys were both sending me information and I was like okay looks like it's pretty consistent this is what I've got to do and I literally was just like resigned to it I wasn't happy about it I was just like okay let's do this um but I read so 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 many people let's let's qualify this real fast so many people in my experience well-meaning, you know, you'll go to somewhere and they'll go, I made this gluten-free for you. Or can't you have this because it's Mm gluten-free? And I cringe a little bit because they consider anything corn, you know, (laughs) gluten-free. They have gluten-free rice. They have all of this stuff. And of course, then you're put in a weird position because They've prepared this quote unquote special meal for you thinking you can eat it because so many people don't gluten-free seems to be accepted, Mm -hmm. um, seems to be something people are looking for. Grain-free is something that I've had a harder time explaining to people. Right. Um, right. Because gluten-free, you can still eat oats, you can still eat rice, you can still eat corn, um, but the the proteins within those are still so biosimilar to the wheat that you're if you're allergic to the grains and you can't process those carbohydrates, mm-hmm. you still I have agree. issues. Well, and what people don't understand, corn is one of the more lethal ones because um, it is used in so many of the gluten-free products. Mm -hmm. And girl, they should have a book called Corn Belly because it goes right to the belly too. And okay, so wheat has gluten, corn has zane. And zane is just as hard to digest as gluten. It sits in your gut. Think about this. How many of us have ever fed our children corn? I did. We used to love fresh corn on the cob Mm -hmm. and feed your kids corn. And then when you're cleaning out their diaper or taking them to the potty and wiping their bottom, you see 
corn floating in the toilet. Yep. <laughs> it does not digest. Nope. It passes through undigested. And that in and of itself causes bacteria to grow in your colon that causes inflammation. Yeah. And well, and, and like that, my kids, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, my kids still eat corn because I... I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm in the picky eater stage and that's about all I can get my, my six-year-old to eat when it comes to vegetables. And right, in my mind, right. I'm justifying it because, well, at least it's a vegetable, but you're right. But corn I mean, is not a vegetable. Yeah. It, that's my right. biggest pet. That is my biggest pet peeve. Corn is not a vegetable. Corn is a grain. Mm -hmm. Vegetables are things like peas, green beans, broccoli, cauliflower, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I, uh, I agree. And, and it does, when you think about it, if you're trying to feed your child nutrition, how, how much nutrition are they getting if they're mainly eating corn with a three or four bites of meat for a meal? All they're doing is filling their belly. They're not even digesting anything. They're not getting any, anything out of right. the corn. There's really, <laughs> that's exactly right. There's absolutely not much nutritional value in it at all. And sadly, Corn is one of the things that promotes autoimmune disorders and ultimately later diabetes. Mm -hmm. So we need to, that's, we need to think about that. Are we going to feed our kids? If you feed them nothing, but uh, I know people that just eat mashed potatoes and corn, literally, they consider that uh, the vegetables they eat and that's all their kids eat. So, you know, I have known children, young children, that were very overweight because the only thing they ate was mashed potatoes and corn as far as vegetables were concerned. So is that a lifestyle we want our kids to end up with, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, so I will say this, that some of the younger moms are doing better. You're obviously doing better now than you were, but I've got moms, my acquaintance that are now, feeding their children. Their children's first foods are avocados. Absolutely. And then carrots. And then, you know, the green vegetables after they get enough teeth to eat them, of course. But um, I'm so proud of my daughter-in-law, Laura, because she, that her baby's 11 months old. She hasn't fed him very few things, mm -hmm. but he's eating avocado and beef broth and chicken broth when she when she cooks a roast in the crock pot, she gives him a few spoons of broth. When she cooks chicken, she gives him a few spoons of broth. She's being super careful and cautious with him. Mm -hmm. She said, well, he doesn't have enough teeth to chew food, so I shouldn't be giving him food. And I thought, what a wild, uh, novel idea that mm -hmm. they shouldn't be having a bunch of stuff in their gut when they don't have teeth to chew because half of digestion happens with chewing. Mm-hmm. So, well, and at that uh, point, food is more of a texture experience and a, right. it's a learning experience more than anything. One of the biggest things that I used to do, still do, is like if you have some type of rib or something, you know, you basically take everything off of it and you just give them the bone to chew. Let on. them chew. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my kids have cut their teeth on all kinds of bones. They get the flavor, they get the experience, sure. but they don't have to have anything they actually digest and swallow and it's like a treat i mean man you should see them go after those bones right um well one of the things i wanted to to ask you real quick i, I don't want this to go too long 
Um, so I call this podcast Genesis Wellness. It's getting back to the basics of wellness. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and he saw that it was good. And obviously we have fallen from that in so many areas. And I think that that broken bodies are just one of the repercussions of a fallen world. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so it's obviously up to each of us, like we talked about, to to make that decision for ourselves and no one can make that decision for you. So can you share with us real quick, like your, your moment that you said, I've got to get back to the beginning. Can you share with us what, what your, your moment was? Like my moment, you know, was when the doctor looked me in the eye and said, you're not going to see your babies grow up. Whoa. So, you know, that, that was pretty powerful for me. What was that sure. for you? Sure. Um, I, uh, I started doing Young Living in November of 2009. Mm -hmm. In April of 2010, one of my dear friends was on the verge of dying. Another pastor's wife. Um, lovely lady. Always had something sweet and a cup of coffee in her hand all the time. And, um, you know, every, every time I saw her when we had our mom's meeting, that's the way it was. And, um, she had cancer and she was, um, going through experimental stuff at OU med, give, being given all kinds of drugs. She went from a woman that was probably about five, six, 150, 60 pounds down to 90 pounds in just a few weeks. It was awful. She looked horrible and it was scary. And I was one of the moms that went and sat with her. So her husband could go to his job. He reached the point they couldn't pay their bills and he put out a plea and said, help. So I went and I was so startled to see this formally just regular sized woman just was a bag of bones. At the same time, literally that same month, like the week after I went and sat with her the first time, my sister, two years younger than me, was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. Really? I mean, I was astonished. Mm -hmm. I was 56, Jess. My sister was 54 and diagnosed with congestive heart failure. My friend was about 54, 55 that was dying from cancer. And I remember coming home after sitting a time or two with her and praying for their family, knowing their daughters were going to graduate from college and get married with no mother because she was obviously about to die. And she did die in May of that year. And I prayed for their family and I said, Lord, give me wisdom to know what to do, you know, and pr I prayed for them. And then I asked the Lord to tell me what I needed to do. And I always said, my husband, if we get cancer, we will do this. If we get sick, we'll do this. And literally, I felt the Lord telling my spirit, really? Why are you going to wait until you're sick to do it? Why don't you start taking responsibility now? Mm -hmm. So I started researching the grain and sugar issue right then. I was watching all kinds of videos. And one day when my daughter was sitting in the living room sewing, at a table sewing while I was watching videos. She said, if you really believe half that stuff you've been watching lately, why don't you just do it? <laughs> yeah. So I said, okay. She said, I'll do it with you. 
So I said, okay, let's do it. So we literally spent a month cleaning out the kitchen, going through cabinet by cabinet, bagging everything up. She did it. She was harder on me than I was. She gathered everything up that was quote taboo and got rid of it. We planned a certain date. We had a trip planned and we didn't, at that time, we didn't know what to do. Now I take all my own food on trips, mm -hmm. but back then I didn't know what to do. We were just starting this journey. So we had this trip planned and we said, okay, the day that we get home from the trip from then on, we're, we're sugar-free, grain-free and uh, not just gluten-free, but grain-free. And at that point we weren't even doing the corn. Like I said, I let the corn slip back in later and then realized that it was harming me. So I had to quit that. But anyway, that was it. My wake up moment was friends and family around me were dying younger than me. Mm -hmm. And God convicted me. Is your body really the temple of the Holy Spirit? Are you really going to take care of your body like it deserves to be taken care of because you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. And can I deliberately put food or drink into my body that I know is harming it if I say that the Holy Spirit resides within me and I am his? Mm -hmm. And I just got convicted. I couldn't do it anymore, Jess. Exactly. And, and like I said, you know, I, I try to stress to people, you know, like I said, um, until you know, it cannot be your conviction. You know, you're not responsible right. for what you didn't know beforehand, which is why, and I've also told people, please don't compare yourself. You know, my, I'm driven from a place of deep conviction, from a place of personal health, et cetera. You know, you mm -hmm. have to find what works for you. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. is bio-individual. We all have genetic factors, environmental factors, et cetera, that come right. into play, but, but find a place to start, you know, and don't, right. like you said, you know, don't, don't keep waiting till if I'm sick, let's do this, you know, like why let, right. let's keep ourselves from being sick. Um, and that's a huge thing. Um, so you are a diamond with young living and that is a, an incredible thing. I mean, like sidebar here, you come from the teeniest, tiniest little Western Oklahoma Berg. And a big part of that was just sharing your story. Sharing you know, people, people looked at you and said, I want what you have and your experience has impacted tell how many people are on your team 170,000 oh my gosh <laughs> it's, that, it's that ripple in the pond effect I don't know them I don't know them all Jess I I had a circle of friends I told and then they invited me to tell their circle of friends mm -hmm. and then it just you know it went it from there rippled out yeah. And um, yeah, the, I have numerous diamonds, crown diamonds, and royal crown diamonds under me and mm -hmm. my team. That's why my team is so huge. But think of and I don't I don't know the majority of them. Yeah, but think of think of the people because you said yes. Because That's you true. said I'm going to follow what my convictions are. You didn't set out to build a business. You didn't set out to do anything like that. You just did what you felt convicted to do. And, and there are countless right. lives, including my own, that have been blessed and changed, not just because of Young Living, but because of your story and your faithfulness. So I just want to thank you for that, because that's impactful. 
Um, having said that, what right now are some of your favorite resources, some of the things like Young Living products maybe that you're using that you're excited about, but you mentioned um, the wheat belly. Like what are some things that you would suggest people kind of get on board with, start their research with, like, or a product or something that you would recommend? It's so much easier now than it was 10 years ago. I've been off grains and sugar for 10 years, uh, sugar for 10 full years and most of the grains for 10 years. And it's so much easier now because the grain-free movement is big because of Dr. Davis and Wheat Belly. Also because of Dr. David Perlmutter, um, his book is called Grain Brain. And now his son, another Dr. Perlmutter, I can't remember his first name, I think it's Andrew, but I'm not sure. Anyway, they, he's an internist and he's talking about diet and, and how to get over autoimmune stuff. So there's so much out there now. And uh, so Dr. Davis himself, they have a wheat belly store that sells, you know, alternatives, the flowers and things. Mm -hmm. So when I first started, we just didn't do any snacks. We just, our snacks were fruit and vegetables. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but now my goodness, girl, there's so much out there because I learned how to use almond flour, um, coconut flour. Um, there's a sweetener. We've tried all kinds of different things. Stevia is my sweetener of choice as far as putting yeah. it in drinks and stuff. But now there's a thing called Monk Sweet Plus, which is a blend of erythritol, stevia, and monk fruit. Mm -hmm. And when you bake with it, with coconut flour, almond flour, your treats taste as good as anything you could put sugar in. Mm -hmm. And so we have so many choices now. And yes, I do use Young Living for support. Um, I definitely use the oils to boost my immune system and to take care of issues for me. I take their supplements. Believe it or not, I'm 66 years old and I am on no medications at all. Awesome. Um, just simply use Young Living supplements. I drink Ningxia Red. But for daily life, people need to know that there are things out there. There's something called Simple Meals where you can get crackers. Simple thing as that. There were no crackers when I started. I had to make them myself out of almond flour. Now you can buy Simple Meals crackers. Mm -hmm. there's, um, there's a paleo pumpkin seed pizza crust that's fabulous. It's really, really good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll have to give you the title, the name of that later. I can't think of the name of it, but it's Saver Tooth, S-A-V-O-R Tooth, and I get it through Azure Standard, and it's a pizza pizza crust, and I just add my own toppings to it. Um, you can go to Natural Grocers in Oklahoma City area. I'm sure you may have one in Tulsa too. I don't know mm -hmm. in that area, but and you can get Applegate. Um, uncured turkey pepperoni to mm -hmm. add to the saber tooth stuff. And I make my own sauces and stuff. There's lots of sugar-free tomato products now by a company called Jovial and um, where you can get your tomato products. So you can make your own. Oh, we always sauce. make our own sauce. You know, yeah. anyway, point is, is that 10 years ago, I just became a label reader. And what I found out was, is that the majority of all the, stuff on the shelf at the store was full of sugar and fillers mm -hmm. and now we have choices and it, it's not for the most part i still make everything homemade okay but 
there are choices. And when I travel, you know, one tip I'd say is, is like, if you're traveling and whoever you're traveling with wants to stop and get a burger, say fine. And just get the meat patty or two meat patties and yep. some slices of tomato, you yep. know, or something like that. So it's not like you have to starve. Oh, so many places, if you order it bunless, they'll either do like a wrap for you or mm -hmm. they'll like give you a fork and a, and a box yes. and, yeah. and there you'd be surprised that the, the amount of, of places you can eat that actually it's kind of off menu. You just have to mm -hmm. ask for it. That's right. Well, and I know I shock them every time I go into Chipotle, I love Chipotle mm -hmm. and they say, which beans and rice do you want? None. Which kind of beans? <laughs> rice, which beans? And I go, I don't want it. I don't want either one of them. So they said, well, what do you want? I said, I want the chicken and I want the veggies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, throw me some cheese on there and a big pile of guacamole and a big pile of lettuce on top. Uh -huh. And they always look so stunned when I say I want a bowl, but I don't want the beans and rice. Mm -hmm. And, but I can, I can eat healthy even when we travel. Yep. It's a choice. Yep. Yep. I've never, I have, I always try to find something like I don't ever want to be one of those people that we can't go here and we can't go here and we can't go here because I can't eat because truly if I am convicted of this lifestyle, I can find something. You bet. Anywhere yeah. we go, I can find That's right. something. That's right. <laughs> so, um, okay. So real fast before we end, is there, I know there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And I just wanted to give you some space just real quick. I know that there are some areas of your heart that are hurting right now because of, of just so many other things going on. Um, I know we have talked about, um, and this is kind of a, a switch, but I feel like it needs mentioned because it's such a big deal right now. Um, you had mentioned that you kind of wanted to say something about the human trafficking and the things that are going on. And I'm, I'm trying not to cry right now because I just recently, one of my friends posted um, a map of the United States. Yeah, it's bad. And I'm from the Bartlesville area mm -hmm. and there were big red dots near Tulsa, Bartlesville and all of that. And you know, I'm a mom, I have three babies and I'm pregnant. And you think of all these babies. What, mm. what's your take on that? What, what's something, I know that you're very passionate about this right now. I, um, you know, I'm 66 and you're a young mom. Neither of us are in a position to go out and fight the battle physically. Yeah. Um, yes. But as part of Young Living, or even if, even if any of your listeners are not part of Young Living, there's an organization called Hope for Justice, mm -hmm. and they are making a difference. They are literally uh, rescuing people daily, and sometimes they go undercover, and it takes weeks to bust things open, but they've busted several big rings open just even in recent weeks, mm -hmm. and um, so my point is that we, we can give to that. I give every month to Hope for Justice. I also give through my Young Living account. Um, I round up every order and it is designated for Hope for Justice. And, uh, and then I give a special monthly gift to Hope for Justice. So the point is, is that even if we're not in a place in our lives 
where we can go out there. I, I mean, I have friends that are actually on the front lines working and I mean, they're out there actually doing undercover work and trying to investigate and, and throw this stuff open and get it done. And I'm, I honor and respect them. Mm-hmm. I can't do that, yep. but I can give and I can give, even if it's just a few pennies rounding up my young living order. And if everybody rounded up their young living order that remembers and ordering every month, it would be huge. But then those of us that can give more should, and I do, and I urge everyone even if you're not a Young Living member, go to Hope for Justice and, and give money to that organization. Mm-hmm. They are truly freeing, freeing women, men, children from slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is slavery. And, and with everything happening today and the talk of what happened back, honestly, before some of our families even were in this country, um, <laughs> you know, that you talk about slavery and it feels so distant. It feels like something mm-hmm. that happened generations ago in the 1800s and 1700s. I mean, to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. since the beginning of time, you know, and people somehow think, oh, slavery was abolished with, you know, mm-hmm. the 14th Amendment or whatever. But no, slavery is such a huge thing even today. And there are children who their own parents are exploiting. That, I mean, it, yes, it, it's sickening. I mean, I'm literally over here fighting nausea at the thought of this that's happening today. And, and just because we weren't aware of it, just like with our health and everything else, you know, until you know, until you know, you're not responsible for it. But I feel yeah. like as, as a, as a follower of God, as a Christian, we have a responsibility to this and it is a, it, way bigger thing than I think most people even can imagine. We do. And something like 80,000 children a year are going missing. Why isn't that on the news every night? Why are we counting COVID numbers, but we're not counting missing children? Just yeah. Saying, you know? yeah. It's, it's horrendous. Um, it is. Yeah. So, so on a, on a positive note, yes. <laughs> let's end this with a smile. Um, I just want to thank you so much for coming. Thank you for taking your time to, to talk to us today. Um, I will try to compile a list based on uh, our conversation so that people can follow these links and get some information. Um, if you were to leave our listeners with one piece of encouragement today, what is something that, that you would encourage? What's something that's bringing joy to your life right now? Uh, okay, well, something bringing joy to my life right now is actually my grandchildren, even though they're wearing me out, they're bringing joy to my life. Uh, we, we're having them three to four days a week right now, and um, they're fun. You know, though, thank God I have energy to even do what's going on right now. But I would say the way I would encourage you the most is take, take, don't just take responsibility, take possession, take possession of your mind, your heart and say, I make my own decisions. Be empowered today. Mm -hmm. Be empowered because you know what? Uh, When I was a young mom, I felt empowered that I was able to feed my kids 
for through nursing them and that I didn't have to have baby food and all that stuff. I was empowered that I had these chunky, healthy babies. You know what? You can be empowered by what you eat, get up, walk around, do stuff, be empowered that you can take charge of your own life. Don't sabotage yourself. Mm-hmm. Instead, empower yourself. Begin to tell yourself, I am, I am strong. I am able. I am a child of the King. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am able to take care of it. I am taking care of it. Mm-hmm. I am doing what needs to be done. And uh, I've got one grandchild who all day long, every time you ask him to do something, says, I can't, can't. <laughs> and his mom said, and you never will if you just keep saying I can't. Mm-hmm. So don't say that. Say, I am a winner. I am strong. I am winning. I am getting healthier. I am growing. Make those I am affirmations and make them positive. Say them out loud to yourself. It makes a difference. Write them with a dry erase marker on your bathroom mirror. <laughs> there you go. Good idea. I, I love that. I, I personally, I, whenever I have a big goal or I have something, I use those dry erase markers and I have to look through that in order to, to see the mirror. And so that's a daily thing. Awesome. That is so encouraging. Again, thank you so much for joining us and you have welcome. a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye, Bye, LaDonna. That was a fantastic interview. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing our conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Um, I am one of those people that can talk to a fence post, and so it's really easy for me to to have a conversation with someone. But when I get with someone like LaDonna, and we both kind of like to talk, and we both love our research, and we both have all kinds of things to say, normally we can have a conversation that just chases so many rabbit trails and and goes off. I mean, I should just record one of those someday because it's fantastic. Um, and nobody would be able to keep up and it would be wonderful. Um, so you have no idea how hard I was trying to, to stay on topic, um, because I had so many questions pop into my head that would have completely changed, uh, the goal of what our conversation was. Uh, I just love friendships like that. And I love, I love being able to, to feed off of some of her knowledge and her wisdom. And I'm so thankful that, like I said, like she's a, a part of my life and a, a person that I can call a friend. Um, stay tuned after the episode for a couple of fun little bonus snippets that I pulled from uh, before we even started officially recording that I didn't really know where to stick in. So there's some nuggets there that you'll want to hear. And I do have all of the information that we talked about as much as I possibly could Um, I listed resources for you in the show notes on the blog that we'll talk about um, this episode. So if you go to the Genesis Wellness uh, website, go to my blog, you will find the information that you're looking for. And this would be a fantastic jumping off point, a shopping list, um, just some really good resources if you are considering a grain-free, sugar-free type lifestyle. 
Thanks again for stopping by and taking time to listen to the podcast. Um, If you have time or would like to, I'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Um, Go to any of the places that you listen. Go to any of your podcatchers, rate us, subscribe. Um, We're trying to get this out there, and it takes people like you to make it happen. So thank you so much for listening, and I truly appreciate you. Bye. Until you know, until you have had, you know, the life-changing, like, aha moment, and you have the information at your fingertips, you know, it's that point you're not responsible. You know, you have to forgive yourself for for everything you didn't know before. and move on from there um, right. and just start all over from that point. Um, yes. And I think that that is the biggest thing that people hang up on. And it's so hard because we're so ingrained right. in the culture and, and we're told, you know, the, the food pyramid is, is how to get full bellies cheap, not how to make people live a healthy lifestyle. Right. I think a big part of it is not just being like young living, young living, young living. I think you have to incorporate the lifestyle. Otherwise you just seem like you're a product pusher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And so I really feel like saying, here's what I have done and here's what I truly feel like has helped me in this journey is a more powerful testament than just like Ningxia Red is the answer to everything. And there's also the the fact that if it's not a lifestyle, it won't get better. Mm-hmm. And in the years that I've been doing Young Living, which is now 10 and a half years, I've had people, Jess, who want me to give them a magic bullet. <clears throat> Excuse me, even with Young Living, mm-hmm. just tell me which oils will fix this, but don't tell me to change my lifestyle. Don't tell me I shouldn't eat a certain thing or that I should eat a certain thing. You know, don't make me eat vegetables. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know, exactly. exactly. And, uh, you know, I loved Marcella von Harding's um, convention thing because she said, it's up to you to take responsibility for your health, mm-hmm. to eat right, to take supplements, to use oils. You can't, nobody can do this for you. And, exactly. Uh, 